I'm Real Mike Rob, and this is the R&B Podcast. Drop that beat. That never gets old. We got our own song, man. We got our own song. I wish we had our own money, but we got got our own song. We got the off-season, too. Yeah. All season long and the off-season. I'm telling you, bro. I'm Real Mike Rob. Nate is still on vacation. We have a packed show today, co-hosted by Rand Gatlin, the one, the only, you know, Rand Gatlin with all the information. You got anything to uh, give us? Oh, man, we got all kinds of tea to spill. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm waiting for. And we have two special guests. Uh, I'm a fan of both, okay? One Giants running back um, by day, a wordsmith poet by night, Rashad Jennings in the building. Rashad, thank you for being here today. You know what I'm saying? Pleasure. The show. And we have Jacksonville Jaguars stud wide out, number 31 on NFL's Network's Top 100. A.K.A. Jump Out the Gym. A-Rod. Jump Out the, jump out the Gym. Uh... Uh, Nittany Lion, all that. You know, I got love for this dude. And his last name is off the chain. Allen Robinson, A-Rob. Thank you for coming today, bro. That's what's up, man. Uh, This is the R&B Podcast, an NFL show from players and insiders. It's like we're in the locker room. So it's a sports podcast meets hard knocks. You know what I'm saying, Rand? We're here for everything. We're here for everything. We run the gamut. And we usually go all over the place, man. So they give me this sheet, right? And um, we're supposed to look at this, and we're supposed to talk about a bunch of stuff, man. But a lot of the times, bro, it go all over the place. So be ready. Y'all ready for that? We ready. Y'all, y'all, y'all ready for we some ready, ad libs and all that? So this is what yeah. we're supposed to talk about today, but I don't know if we're going to get to it all. Uh, we're going to get to know both of y'all. Um, the increase of media in the sports world. Uh, working out who you guys working out with. TD has this special segment or no. Nah. And um, actually, TD. Tell the people what they need to do to get involved with the podcast, man. For sure. What you need to do, guys, is go play some Pokemon Go. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> what? Go. I was about to say. That's dangerous right now. People are using that to pull off armed robberies, so don't play no Pokemon Crazy Go. Crazy world. What you need to do is check out R&B Podcast, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, and Android, Google Play, wherever, wherever it is you listen to shows, and uh, comment and spread the word. Support the movement. There it is. TD, thank you, man. Drop a beat. Let's get into it, man. Let's go. I'm going to sound like I'm a rap, right? But it ain't going to actually happen. I'm the hype man. See, Nate ain't here, man. <laughs> Nate ain't the here, man. So I don't, you know. Oh. Hey. Let's, hey. Oh. TD getting funky with it. Hey. The beat go in, though. Uh, right? uh. That's how we do it you over have here. a wordsmith in the house. Oh. Oh. I wish one of y'all a rap right now. <laughs> Come on, hey. What? You got the big chains on, man. You look like a rapper right now, man. You got the look for sure. You got the look. 
They definitely got the look. Shot, you got something for us? I got no freestyle. I know I'm not a freestyle. I'm right. Spoken, I got, got a right. spoken word, though. You got a spoken <laughs> word, though. Uh, we talk about more than just sports here on R&B. So let's get to know the men first. Rashad, tell us about your journey uh, with the spoken word and with poetry, man. Yeah, um, so I kind of uh, – I'm an autodidact. Like, I love to learn. I can't help myself. I'm attracted to it. And so every off season. And even in college, I'll pick up some type of new craft just to mm. keep me busy. Mm-hmm. And um, in college, one time I picked up the guitar, never put it down. Another semester, I picked up card tricks, and I never <laughs> put it down. What? And so, like, during every offseason in the NFL, I pick up stuff. And Learned last, last, yeah, last offseason, I picked up um, archery and poetry. That's dope. And it rhyme on purpose. But, like, <laughs> so I just, it's just something that um, it, it expands my mind. It gets me away from football. It's fun for me. Yeah. And um, I just roll with it. That's dope. It started off as a joke in the locker room. Cause everybody always freestyling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. I'm the music guy in the locker room. So I got oh, the big old boom box that ain't supposed to be in there. <laughs> okay. I got that thing cranked up. So on Friday, everybody come over. We freestyling. And uh, so I'm the hype man. They know I'm a hype everybody else. Okay, so we're in the locker like, room. We're in the locker room right now. We're in the locker now. room. They going. You know what I'm saying? You oh, hit a beat. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know Let's you got some. <laughs> you know what you're doing. T.D. trying to set you up, dog. Yeah. Try to get yeah. You. Always. Always. <laughs> but, no, nah, that's that's kind of how it started. And somebody was like, hey, Rashad, you freestyle. I was like, no, nah, I'm too poetic for y'all. And so it was a joke. Well, let's hear some poetry. And I was like, all right, give me a topic. So we just started planting around there. That's where it started at. So so you basically can hear a topic and go in? So it's at like freestyle poetry? Yeah, like at some point I come back to it. It's it ain't all like top. Nah, yeah, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. That's it's a, a different rapper. feel. Like, it's, it's kind of, like I wrote, all right, so playing a guitar, I just wrote a couple songs, and I had somebody else catch the melody and sing. Writing a song and writing poetry are completely, completely different. Completely different, yeah. And how they sound. Yeah. And like. Yeah, to get it to go together. Well, you, you know that uh, cats are using ghostwriters these days, so there's a need out there. Yeah, that's true, man. Maybe you get in the OVO camp, man. Shots fired. <laughs> Just, I'm playing. I, uh, nothing but slappers from Young Drake, so I'm not angry. Well, that's something you Drake? picked up poetry. Oh. It's uh, it, it's something that you said you each year look for something new to build upon outside of poetry yeah. and archery. What are some other things you've learned in the past that have become passions of yours? Uh, to become passions. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm philanthropically driven. Like, I, I do a lot of stuff through foundation in my yep. community because uh, I was a short overweight chubby kid man with glasses and asthma I had a .6 GPA average yeah. at one point in time 275 pound fifth string running back talking about when I play in the NFL so I had overcome a lot of adversity to get yep. here and um, if I didn't have somebody come in my life not to change me just guide me in the right direction I wouldn't be here right so I'll focus on mentorship because that helped me and if I didn't, you know, start taking ownership and responsibility with my academics and have people help, yep, I wouldn't be here with that point six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So through the foundation, I focus on reading, education, and literacy because I had a reading comprehension deficit. Yep. And then my little chubby self, you know, I st- I had to learn how to eat right and take yeah. care of my body. So <laughs> yeah, health and fitness is a part of my foundation too. So that's really that's like my heart passion. Yeah. That I, I put a lot of attention to during the off season. That's beautiful, man. Well, that's dope, man. Yeah, that's we dope. Appreciate you. That's dope, okay. man. You got something like you. And I always tell people, man, find a purpose other than football. Like I always tell young guys, find a purpose other than football. I know we we all loved it. It afforded us a great career, uh, money, all of those things. But you have to find another purpose, especially when you get to me being retired, bro. Because if not, you know, you think, oh wow, it's, it's no more football. I mean, 
what do I do now? Right. You know, I, me and Marshawn just had this conversation this past weekend. Like, he's like, bro, I'm having fun. You know, I'm doing my thing, man. But it gets to a point where you crave that schedule. You crave something else to get you get to get, to get you going. Because right. it, at first it was football. Um, let's flip gears, go to Allen. Hey, Allen, you appeared on um, a tattoo competition, Ink yeah. Master. Yeah. Uh, when did you get your first tat, and what is your favorite tat? My first tat, I want to say I got, I was about 15. 15? Yeah. You want my sign for that? She did. Well, well, get out of here, man. still got it, or you got it covered up? No, no, I still got it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you got a good tat. Oh, I've been so, one of my money. I mean, for me, for same thing. Um, I, like, this, I, was real, I was really struggling with uh, in school and stuff. Uh-huh. So then, like, but I wanted this tattoo. <laughs> so my mom just figured, she's like, the only thing that would possibly influence me Will be the tattoo. Let you get the tat. Yeah. Then, yeah. She told me um, if I had my GPA at a certain uh, certain uh, percent, then I'd be able to get it. Okay. I got it done. That makes sense. I got it done. Motivation. That, that makes sense. Do you, are you sleeved out now? Nah, I don't, have no, I, don't have, I don't really have nothing on the outside of my arms, man. But my favorite tattoo would probably be the Michigan catch. Oh, you got that yeah, on you? I do. Oh, did you do that, that with make- the ribs? Yeah. I seen it. Yeah. yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I was at that game, too. What was it, four overtimes? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's just that Penn State love. We're not going to talk about Penn State. <laughs> okay, that was almost a setup for Rand to dig in. <laughs> get in us right there, Allen. We're not, we, 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 we not going to um, uh, set it up that way. Yeah. Um, you know what? I want to jump into this now, man. TD, I'm sorry about this. Okay, I'm going to jump into this right now. I got to get uh, Allen's take on this, man. Uh, wild outs. I think you like in the top five right now. Give me your top five, man. Including me or excluding me? You gotta include yourself. You gotta include yourself. Right. I'm talking about be real. No, let's be, make it 100. If, he, if, if it's your top five, yeah. You, if you're in your top five, of course you include yourself. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, I gotta go. A B, Julio. A ooh, that's tough. Uh, A B, Julio, Odell, uh, me and Hop. I like that. That's solid. Yeah. Five. No AJ Green in there. That's what's tough, man. Uh, I had to say him and Green him and Hop got to be five A five B. Hey man, Hop Hop had a year though. Oh yeah, crazy. And dude and dude can get open, and he had like twenty five quarterbacks too. Yeah. I mean seriously, like all in one. That season. he's been that productive with that many quarterbacks is crazy. You guys got a special thing going down there in Jacksonville as well, man. All the young talent that's out there. Like I remember, I told you before we came on, I spoke to you uh, right before you got drafted, and we were talking about where we thought. You should go and, you know, all these things. And you had this very quiet confidence about you. Like, there was no braggadocious yeah. uh, element to him. It was just like, hey, I'm going to go out there and dominate. Like, people don't believe it. I'm going to kill it. And I was yeah. before his rookie year, and he went out there and crushed it. So, it's got to be special for you knowing that, you know, people did sleep on you. You had a chip on your shoulder. You went out there and proved that you're one of the elite talents in the league. But now you look across the other side of the ball and got a guy like Jalen Ramsey, a guy like Miles Jack. Maybe now those are the guys that have the impact on the defense that you did on the offense. What's the buzz down, buzz like down there in Jacksonville right now? I think that's what's so special about us right now. You know, um, in practice, you know, it's iron on iron, you know, with us now going against going against Jalen Ramsey. And then and then when I see on the other side of the field, you know, uh, Hearns making plays, you know, it's just a constant, you know, challenge uh, within the team, you know, as far as making plays. You yeah. Know? So I think that's what's special. That's dope. That's that dope, man. Good. I tell you one thing. Y'all don't have no – I'm going to keep it real. Y'all ain't got no excuse this year. Y'all better win the South, dog. I got at least for my, my, you know, I'm picking y'all to win the South because I like Gus and all that, uh, Gus Bradley and all that. But Rashad, he mentioned Od- Odell in that, um, uh, in that list. I, I think he's right up there too, uh, top receivers in this league. I'm hearing that you kind of like mentoring him a little bit, kind of showing him how to be a pro. 
talk about his growth this uh this off season and what can we what can we expect from him next year? Yeah, man. Odell, he's special. He he really is special. Yeah. I remember his rookie year. You know how it is as a veteran, you start to look at rookies a little different and like cheer them on and try to yeah. figure out especially which free agent got a chance to make the team. Yeah. So we're watching it was me and Peyton Hillis at the time when I first got yep. to um to the Giants and we were watching everybody run the OTAs. Odell ran a slant. He missed the ball, right? But the way he ran a slant, <laughs> I tapped I tapped Peyton. I said, Hey man, who is that kid? <laughs> and uh sure enough found out, you know, that's yeah. Odell. And uh but he's special, man. Yeah. But the thing about him that I like is he is. He known as being a real flash. He likes playing the game in a certain yeah. way. He has fun. Yeah. But uh he never get recognized for how hard he worked. Right. And when he got hurt his first year, he came up to me, it was like I shot. I see you take care of your body. Will you teach me how to take care of your, take care of my body? And um, for a kid to have that much talent, and then to understand, look, man, I gotta I gotta get my stuff right. Yeah. And um, you know, he gets with me with a lot of stuff. He uses the same MAT specialist, same massage yeah. therapist. Yeah. He's my chef. He everything that I do, he just takes it and uses it. And um, you know, I, I just watch a kid go out there on the judge before practice, after practice, do all this stuff. He practices catching the ball in an awkward position. So, yeah. he can do it when it's, when it's game time. So, yeah. I commend him for that. Definitely. He's a special player, man. So, last night I was at a, an event that he threw uh, at Maxfield. It was him, uh, Mike Amiri, who's a fashion designer, and they did this joint release for it. I uh -huh. think it's a line they might be doing. But his creative passion kind of shines through, too. And usually if you're the kind of person that's got, like, passion in life, it's going to translate to different realms. And you can tell that he's just as passionate about his fashion stuff as he is about the football stuff. I knew Jarvis Landry did a story on him coming in the league, too. And he talked about how they pushed each other, kind of how you said it's in Jacksonville. And the two of them, the competition they've always had along the way, even though they were very dear friends, I think it elevated them to kind of like that next tier. Jarvis is another receiver who's not maybe not, you know, top five guy, but – he can ball, ten, though. Right? He can ball. He can Yo, ball, special though. Dude. He grinds, man. I, yeah. He run the ball like a running back, man. Yeah. yeah. But it's good, that, it's good that they got folks looking out, you know, old heads now, right? Yeah. I'm 33. I'm an old head now. But, yeah, guys that look back and try and help the young cats understand how to skip steps because we didn't get to do that. Right. What I, but, but that's a reflection of a of traditionally an organization that uh, put good veterans in, in their locker room. Right. Has there been a difference in culture now that you got uh, Ben McAdoo as the head coach? Uh, that's a, not, I wouldn't say too much. Um, you know, obviously, you know, when you, when you talk about coach Coughlin, that's a yeah. hall of famer and, um, you know, that's somebody you can't replace. Uh, but we definitely got the right person in position, the way he's articulate, the way he can command a room. Um, he's in house. We have a good team and, um, we just need to pick up off the, you know, we did a lot of things well, but they were overshadowed right. by what we didn't do right. so well and losing, six games in the last yeah. 10 seconds don't help <laughs> yeah. anybody. So, um, as far as the culture, I mean, we just filled in some spots in defense we thought we needed to address. Got a new new wave of rookies yeah. uh, ready to rock, and everybody just excited, really excited to get the taste out of our mouth from last year yeah. and get it, get it rolling how we know we could play. That's I, what I was going to say with those new defensive guys. Yeah. It's got to be a different energy out there right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. We, um, they better defensively. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. Defense won't great last year, man. Bro, I mean, we got some know. guys coming Good edition. Edition. Yeah. It is what it is. But you, you talk about mentoring uh, Odell. And, Alan, I want to swing it to you. Uh, who has – who uh, down there in Jacksonville, has there been that guy 
um, that kind of mentored you. I know your wide receiver coach, and Coach yeah, Sullivan, was, man. I mean, he was with me in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And that's a guy that's going to drive you. He's going to challenge you every day. Um, has there been anybody like that for you? Yeah, I would say player-wise, you know, uh, Mercedes and uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, just especially from uh, Julius, you know, coming off of a team that went to the Super Bowl, you know, coming off of two Pro Bowls, you know, playing at the highest of levels, you know, and the same yeah. thing with Mercedes, you know, um, playing at the high level, you know, for, for a 10-plus years, you know. So player-wise, um, uh, those guys are kind of – some of the guys who lead our offense, you know, as far as as far as vocal leaders, you know, we have a lot of young guys, you know, and I think what's so special about that is, you know, we don't have anybody where everybody kind of just leave their ego at the door, you know, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's all about for us, you know, just going out there and doing whatever is best for the team, you know. So if so if somebody needs to speak up or something like that, it's it's never any any confrontation as far as you know, um, one person, you know, not seeing eye to eye, you know. We know right. as an offense, you know, first and foremost, we have to all see the offense, you know, through. Through Blake's set of eyes, you know? yeah, I think that's something that everybody knows and that we're okay with. So I think for us, you know, we got a lot of understanding with our young offense as far as everybody coming together, coming together and bought in really with the system. You like Chris Ivory down there? I do, man. Yeah, I he's do. doing I mean, his thing. I mean, whenever you bring a a player like that into the offense, you know, another weapon, you know, who's who's average, you know, four plus yards to carry, you know, the past what um, since 2010 or something like that. You know, whenever you add that element, you know, it really helps us out. Yeah, uh, he he's he might not be in my top five running backs, but he probably like in my top fifteen. And I'm interested to hear your top five running backs. Oh, that's being a being a running back, that's tough. That's top five. Tough. Top five. Top five, dog. And it's it's even tough when you probably didn't know you had to answer that yeah, question. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> sure guys out there in no particular order, but Adrian Peterson definitely up yeah. there. Yep. Um, I like Todd Gurley. Yeah, uh, he, he's nice. on my top five. He's special man. Um, who else we got to put in there? Top five. You like you know you know who I like is a old, old guy in Atlanta. I like oh him. Freeman, yes. Monte Freeman, yeah, yeah, okay. man. You know he's a screen. I love the way he runs screens, bro. Like he's smaller guy. He had a fantastic year last year. They're talking about splitting carries between he and Tevin Coleman. You think about that? Coleman flashed a lot last year too. He, he put just the ball got fumbleitis, man. Say, he put the ball on the ground a lot, but they got <laughs> two backs. That. <laughs> they got two backs that are that are special down there. Should change the dynamic of the offense. Who else you got, Sean? Uh, let's see who else we got. It's hard, right? I mean, because then, I mean, you, we didn't see him last year, but you got to think about Jamar Charles. I mean, oh, yeah, you know we, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Shady. Yeah. Shady, you know McCoy what I mean? McCoy had his, you know, I mean, you got guys that get hurt. I I like Arian Foster. Yeah. yeah. He got, you know, it's, so it's hard to say, like, justify why yeah. he's saying these, you know, these guys. We talk about this all the time. They always try and get us to do, you know, who's the best player at the position. Never. It's almost never that I'll say he is the best because so many different guys do things well, and they're the best at this Thing, whether you're a possession receiver, speed receiver, whatever it might be on the receiver realm, on the running back realm, we got dudes that can cut back real well. We got dudes that can run with power real well. So I just like appreciating the top players. But the top three you mentioned, definitely in the mix. We had to do two more. Shady at peak, got to be in that top. Yeah, Shady, five. yeah, I, I got Shady right there. I mean, you because to me, you look at a guy like Matt Forte. I yeah. just, you know what I mean. I still think he got juice left. Yeah, Matt Forte go. He every yeah he back. go. You know what I mean. Uh, I think he's just maybe not the shotgun runner that they wanted him to be last year in Chicago, but I think he could still go. Man. Yeah, and this is early, but a player that everyone is real hype about, David Johnson down there in Arizona. He had a good oh, rookie yeah. year. Yeah, he did. David Johnson special, big, fast, catch David ball. Johnson can play. Yeah. And hey, Richard, you mentioned with Odell when you saw him, like, hey, who's that guy? So yeah. from a personal point of view, was there any running back that you saw in practice or in the game and you were like, this dude's special, this dude's different? Um. As far as any running backs 
that just has something about them that, like, man, I ain't, I haven't seen that in a while. I don't know, man. Listen, it, Odell's is just such on another level from what yeah. you see from this dude. It's um, and anybody anybody to play with him, I tell you, like he's one of the most athletic people I just watched. You yeah. know, just move around. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the field, but um, I, you know, we got our 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 guy. You know, Paul is a, he's got a like. He's got a little swag about him that's different. Um, yeah. My forefront draft pick, Paul Perkins. Mm-hmm. He's uh, I think he's gonna be a good player for us. That's dope, man. Um, yeah, right. so today one of the things that we talk we like to talk about on the show, like uh, the increase of media in sports and life, et cetera, and how it impacts all of us. Uh-huh. How do you guys feel? Like it's an oversaturation. You have so much media around you at all times. You gotta be on your P's and Q's. We now have Snapchat. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. These are all platforms that you can use to empower yourselves and grow your platform. But also we've seen guys in the past frag themselves, not using them properly. And there's people ducking around corners with camera phones all the time. How do you navigate that world? At the end of the day, we're all humans. We all have moments that we'd rather not be photographed in. And yet you guys kind of got to deal with this. New York City, big market. Jacksonville a little bit differently. But, you know, people know who you are down there. So what's it like dealing with that world these days? Well, I would say, you know, it's it's – very overwhelming at times, you know, yeah. but I think um, for the most part, you know, it, it kind of benefits a lot of athletes, you know, as far as, like you said, as far as, like, the brand and things like that, yep. you know, and even by being in a small market, you know, through things like fantasy football, you know, with, with it being such a big thing, you know, um, on people like seeing on Twitter, you know, yeah. fantasy leagues and, and things like that, you know, so I think it's very beneficial. It just yeah. sometimes, it can get overwhelming, you know, but that comes with it. Yeah. You do a good job of interacting with people on Twitter as well. That's dope, tell you, man. You I've like been seeing you do interviews and stuff over Twitter. Just, you know what I mean? Answer yeah. questions. Man. Yeah. What about from your perspective, Sean? Um, yeah, I definitely can even piggyback off him because I, I spent four years in Jacksonville. Yeah. So my first four years and, you know, the media exposure really wasn't – It's it. I've been there. I get it. And uh, yeah. But with exposure, that's it. It's, it's exposure. Mm-hmm. So it's what you make of it, what do you do I truly that? believe. Right. You know, especially when it's coming from your voice. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about other people's opinions and interviews and other people's cameras and stuff yeah. like that, that's what the other side of it that you can't control. And that's the other side of you talking about being on your P's and Q's. Yeah. You know, we could talk We could talk for days about that. But for me, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think you get it to voice opinions. You get to – show character yep. you get to show who you are yeah um, outside of x's and o's and um for me especially in new york i'm in a mecca man yeah so i feel like i'm a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yeah. like i've been able to open up doors that a degree would have never allowed me to right. do you know i got a cartoon with nickelodeon coming out in a show um y'all watch the tv show power yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm about to be in that. Hey. Huh? Hey. Oh, you finna be on there? Uh, uh, that's uh, what I'm talking about, dog. Give us any spoilers, because I don't want to I don't nah, hear if Ghost actually That's dog. Hey, man, I heard Ghost and Tommy's supposed yeah. to get to fighting this season like that. I know you can't say <laughs> nothing, man. That's my like, show, though, dog. It's, that's my it's show. fun. Like, he, 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 I'm a kid, for, for real. Like, yeah. When yeah. I talk about being an autodidact, like, I got a big box full of ideas and wishes and all kind of stuff and right. i come back to it every year based upon the network and where i'm at and i keep adding to it and being in new york now i get to actually go present these to people so yeah. i mean media is great to me but it also scientifically means bacteria right yeah <laughs> right so, yeah right. you got to keep that in mind well uh, i mean i mean even on the flip side of that man and even i find myself kind of with this dilemma 
you you see what's going on just in our country. Let's keep it real. You see what's going on in our country. Do you guys sometimes feel like ah, I want to say something, but I can't tweet this because all maybe, the time. Ah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say so all the time. You know what I mean. And and how do you how do you deal with that? How do is it, do you have somebody that you lean on to say, look, man, should I tweet this? Because I mean, I lean on my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean. She tells me, Smart. don't do it. <laughs> I got miles to feed, boy. Don't do it. You know what I mean? So how do you guys deal with that dynamic? I mean, knowing that you're people of influence um, and people yeah. want to hear what you got to say, uh, but yet you skate that fine line because, I mean, potentially a job. Yeah. And, Chad, you've been kind of outspoken about a number yeah. of issues. So for you, you know, you probably have a little bit different answer. Alan, the place that you're at in your career, you may yeah, not feel yeah. comfortable. Um, especially about me being a real young player. It's, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, a person that I just talked to is um, very similar situation about that yesterday with my dad. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of a person, you know, who always, you know, kind of kind of uh, guide me in the, in, a right in the right direction with a lot of things. That's dope, man. What about you, Rashad? Yeah, man, that's – Listen. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question, yes. You you do gotta you do gotta kinda watch what you say. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. But I, I always take the approach of, you know, I, I know I'm in an awesome responsibility position. I'm in a special position. Ain't nothing special about me, it's just a position. Anything I say is magnified. Yeah. So after occasionally I might want to go off and say some crazy stuff. Yeah. I got family. I got friends. I'll yeah. go off at them. We laugh. But then, like, I'm okay, how can I sincerely address this and influence people to, to kind of come to either a common ground or, or or influence them to see what I want them to see? Right. So two things. It's special that you think that way. So clearly something special about you. And two, you don't stay around in the league as long as you have without having something special. So I like the humility, but you definitely got something going there. It's good to have players in to talk. We talk about these things all the time, and we always talk amongst ourselves. Mike obviously played the game at a very high level for a long time. So did Nate. And a lot of things that we get into are in the social realm. And so this kind of directly ties in for me. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. I, uh, when I worked in politics, uh, I worked with a lady named Jackie Parker. She was a godmother of the United States uh, Black Legislative Staff Caucus. I think I got that right. But she'd been <laughs> up there since the 60s, and she worked for Senator Carl Levin from uh, Michigan. So she was like uh, – she met me, and I was working for a Republican. And I said, hey, you know, I don't like working for the Republicans. I got a place in this office. Can I work for the Democrats? At the time, I thought I was a diehard. Democrats said, okay, uh, I'm going to work with you. You know, tell me your story. I told her, and she said, wait a second. You pass. You can walk into rooms and hear things that we don't hear. And it's true. <laughs> I ended up walking into rooms and hearing things that you guys would never hear uh, because they can't tell where yeah. my, you know, um, allegiances lie. Or, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. So it, it, that piece of the puzzle is really important to me because there's that which we know about and we see and we can put our hands around. And then there's that which people don't know this kind of like behind the scenes and more nefarious and the fact that you guys are out here using your platforms in any way to shine some light on the problems we have in society and the fact that we need to do better i think there's always a place for that we just got to figure out individually how far we can go in spreading that message that's dope ran well said td i know you got a beat for me man nobody want to rap nobody still even though you got two big, big, <laughs> big chains on. You know what I'm saying? I used two to be chains. a little bit more reckless in college, bro. I might have spit a few bars in college. <laughs> you know what? Tyler Lockett is another spoken word guy, man. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, man. He he goes in. I mean, literally, he was doing his footwork drills. I'm interviewing him, and he just 
goes into something. I mean, all spoken word, man. We've it's, got Lev Bell on the show. He's uh, he actually has a mixtape out. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Ooh. Didn't he rap about Le'Veon needing fifteen Bell? a year? Oh, yeah, yeah. He might be the uh, first back get it, man. man. He uh, might be one of the backs to get you, it. Um, I saw that you were talking about it, right? Yeah, man. He might be the back to get it, man. He does enough in this league. I mean, catching the ball, blocking, running the football, yeah. man. Over two thousand yards every year. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, he, he could do it. Yeah. Uh, TD, you got an or not for us today, man? Yes, sir. You know it. Or not? Well, I ask you guys what's going on in social media or in pop culture, and if you're down or agree with it or not. So this question I have today is coming off Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors. Boo! <laughs> do you guys, I guess I already know Mike's answer, <laughs> but do you guys have any problem with athletes teaming up with other great athletes or not? Come on, what y'all think about that? So so if um, – I think it's tough to say. Well, football is hard. That's what I was going to say. I, I think <laughs> sports, I think that basketball is just really like it's magnified because the amount of people on the court is so small. Yeah. Like in football, if you say for a receiver, you know, uh, in free agency he goes play with a – Play with a real good quarterback or something like that. You know, it's not breaking the, news. Allen Robinson to the Giants. It's something. Oh, so, Odell. Yeah. So if you if you yeah. went to the Giants, breaking well, news. Would, would you <laughs> go to the Giants? Be on the other side of Odell. I mean, <laughs> with all the receivers, you know. See. Yeah. Come just, open up the run game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Would you do that for a little less money? Because I mean, would you do it? Me per se, no. That that feeling you just had when I said that. That's what you would have thought that Kevin Durant would have had. Like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do that. Shit. Go with all of, Why do you think he shouldn't? Or what, what, what is it about? For me, yeah, I don't care that he left. Go somewhere. If you, if you think you're in a, you go to a better situation, so be it. But I just have an issue of the fact that he went to Golden State. That's the only thing. You were up 3-1. <clears throat> you're a top five player. Top five players have something to do with whether you win or lose in the, in that league. Yeah, you know you you have some. You were up three one, you lost three games straight, which means you had something to do with you losing three games straight. And then you go to the team that dogged you man. for three games straight, man. I'm so excited about it, man. <laughs> I was about to say I'm gonna be the contrarian. So so, okay, so look, so look. If they don't, to me, if they don't win eighty games in a championship, it's not real. Eighty games. Eighty. I gotta say championship because you don't eighty for winning eighty games. Eight. They won seventy three. Like you were like a real true to life hooper though, so you can speak to these chemistry issues. You so, hoop, yeah. right? Yeah. I gotta help me solid because for them, I think that Golden State in general, they're an unselfish team, and they know that every time they step on the court, Kevin Durant's the best player on the floor. Right. Think they, you think they know that? They know that. You think Steph Curry know that too? After two MVPs back to back, especially this finals, I think Steph Curry know. Man, come on, man. Yeah. I love you to death, hey, bro, but ain't no then. way. It made him human. And my thing is this, too. I said the same thing with, like, uh, Miami, with uh, LeBron going to Miami. Dwayne. I think it was it was just his connection with Dwayne. It yeah. wasn't, It wasn't like, if Miami had been the number one seed that year coming out the East or the number eight seed, or regardless, I think he still goes to Miami. And being, I think it was just KD connection. Maybe. Being an MVP doesn't mean you're the best player on the court. That's true. You know, and I think, he, yeah, he, look, he want to win a championship. I'm sure. I mean, everybody. Or three or four. Yeah. Yeah. So, y'all think that one basketball that is only allowed on the court can go around enough so that all of those, I mean, the U.S. Olympic team, basically, what they assembled, uh, you think they all can have a shot and do their thing and be the man? Three. That's that's all I want to see anyway. Shoot the three. Oh, man. I just want to know this. Why do NBA players seem to hate the East so much? Like, the West keeps getting stronger. The West is crazy, and the East is the Cavs. And I think they should do playoffs 
in the NBA, just top 16 teams. Right. Let them go. Instead yeah, of doing – think so? Yeah. 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 I mean, my thing is, like, uh, the Cavaliers didn't lose their first game into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. In the, like, in the whole playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but they I mean, they got the best player in the world, though. LeBron. So. He w- he willed them to that championship. He I'm did. just saying, the yeah, West the saying. West is cr- – I'm a Blazers fan, so I got selfish interest here. <laughs> I'm sick of the West being so strong. I wish KD would have gone East. I know. I they could take Steph, too. I was hoping he kind of went to the East, though. They need somebody like that, man. Hopefully, you know, um, the Knicks come around a little bit. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting squad up there. They can stay healthy. Obviously, a lot of guys that have dealt with injury issues, but they can stay healthy. That's an interesting squad. They're putting together something over there. How do you guys feel about the the free agency, NBA free agency, with their new salary I don't want to talk about it. Nah. Hey, actually, so I got a real – I got a real question for you guys, though. So, this is important. I've been reporting on the uh, Von Miller situation, the Eric Berry situation for a very long time. Eric Berry or Von, you could pick either one. How do you guys feel about the way their situations are playing out? Here I we are running Von. up to the tag. Go ahead. I said, I'll pick Von. Okay. So, so picking Von, <laughs> when you look at their situation, we're coming up to the, to the 15th. That's the deadline for them to get a multi-year deal, or they got to play on the tag, or they got to decide to sit out, or they can negotiate a one-year deal, right? Those are their options. Well, right now, it does not appear – from anything we've been able to see that the Eric Berry situation is moving forward in any meaningful way, unfortunately. And the Vaughn situation is we're kind of at a stalemate. We're much closer. So I'm not going to get into specific specifics, but there was a, a big gap. And there were long periods of time where these two sides were not having conversations at all. This is a Super Bowl MVP. Didn't win. Exactly. The- That's why I say, I mean, yeah. I think I think Vaughn's Von situation is, is a lot more, you know, clear. Uh, not taking anything away from uh, Eric Berry, but, I mean, this guy – Watching, even watching the Super Bowl game, watching the playoffs, mm-hmm. like he is a, just a huge, huge factor, right, to that team. So, so, um, do you, if you're on, if you have a player like Vaughn on on your team, non-quarterback, but I mean, literally the man, right? And you see this going on upstairs. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you in the locker room? And he said that and you're watching. Uh, yeah, you're watching your this teammate. play out, knowing that you may have a contract coming up at some point. All of that. I think I think you got to be kind of frustrated. I mean, you know, like you see your. I mean, you see the person that you you know play aside with. You know, what I'm saying play as the best defensive player in the league. Play as the best. You see all the hard work they put in, in. position yeah. and see what he's brought to the table. You know, and how he not willed, but you know, what I'm saying kind of. I mean, how he was just the main catalyst of that defense. Yeah, he won the Super Bowl. And he, and he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, I'm right. He won the just, bowl for him, man. To see it be such, such a, such a tough, you know, what I'm saying process. Right. It's just, you know, it's kind of frustrating just to, just to watch, especially I'm guess, especially from a, from a, uh, from a teammate perspective. Right. Like it's like, and then you see on the other side of it, like Allen Hearns. Yeah. You know, the work he put in, you know, what he brings to the table every day, you know, for him to get, you know, um, blessed with the contract that that he got, you know, what I'm saying it's just. You know, I'm, those things should happen. Yeah, there you go. 100%. You're watching, you're watching a younger, uh, a younger guy, especially watching it all happen. I mean, obviously, the older you get, right? You, know, you understand more perspective. You understand. Yep. But a younger guy watching a vet that works hard, plays hard, MVP of this, you know, doing the right things, and it ain't happening. Right. It's it's like subliminally, it's sending a message that like, all right, uh, you know, that's how they're gonna do me. Like, right. I, exactly. I mean, that's our guy. Right, yeah. you know, give us a give us show us something. Give us pay the person you want to see more of. Right, you know, right. Give something worth mimicking. Yeah, and it's like it becomes frustrating in the locker room. So you got to break that down to the younger guys. Like, look, <laughs> right, you know. right. Yeah, here's our play. So let me ask you this then. So the the mechanism that Von, Eric Berry, a number of others are currently 
you know, being held hostage by, let's keep it real, is the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So is that something in this next round of CBA negotiations that you guys are like, yo, if we could do away with the franchise tag, that would really help. Because if a player played, like Vaughn's situation, mm-hmm. played out five years, right, played his best football arguably in his last year, his contract year, he's supposed to get paid, and they say, you know, we're going to rent you for a year for 14, whatever it is, 14, 8, 14, whatever the number is. Wait a second. Olivier Vernon got X, yeah. right? Exactly. Fletcher Cox got Y. Now, so what's interesting about it is when they started these negotiations, the number was like, let's just use the Sioux number. That was the number that it, it had to be to get it done. So let's say 61. Well, now we got a $75 million guaranteed contract out there in Andrew Luck. And Fletcher Cox got 63 and a half. Mm. So all of a sudden now, the, the price longer, goes up. The for longer my, you wait, the, the, the more the price well, Think about it like up. this. A wise man once said to me, <laughs> you don't get the benefit of yesterday's market today. It's not 99 cents like it was yesterday. It's a dollar fifty today, and you got to pay that price. So it'll be very. I want to say I think this. It's kind of tough with the franchise tag. Though, yeah. I think in unique situation, it benefits some players. Like like, okay. Kirk, Kirk, like Kirk Cousins. I was about to say, and Kirk it, Cousins probably loves it. A one year number. Well, because he's probably gonna get franchise franchise twice. Let's just be, be be real. He's gonna have a what, 32 games to prove himself to see if he wants a big time contract because the market for the quarterback contracts are just continuing to escalate. Right. And so he could possibly make a little over forty million in two years. So here's That's the like the going thing, rate for quarterback, which is crazy money. But here's the interesting quarterback again. If I you know. look at, <laughs> if you yeah, I know it's crazy. If you look, if you look at the luck number, and you say, okay, that's the top of the market for the quarterbacks, whole league, then the Cousins situation might be a better deal for him. But we don't know that yet because you can't really evaluate it until you get a couple years down the road exactly. and see how that's it true. plays out. Right. Well, well, Rashad, you don't. You don't. You represent yourself, right? Yeah, I I I try to stay get away from agents as much as I can. Why is that? Why 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 did you decide to go that way? Uh, well, being a player rep, you, you understand. Know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're privy to a lot of knowledge. So you know, you find out that all right, rookie minimum every year we're paying as an NFL union. You too, as well as you know, you did. Um, we're paying three point seven five percent of rookie minimum to our union. Right to handle all our endeavors, they're there as our offices. We make the calls. That's our entity. Right. Then I'm gonna turn around, and pay three percent to another person to pretty much handle some of the same endeavors that the three point seven five percent can. I'm gonna try to gain as much money as I possibly can while I'm here. I like to learn. I believe I know how to intellect and I know how to call a company if I feel like, hey. So I just feel comfortable knowing that I'm this this side of Rashad Jennings Inc. side is working as hard as the guy on the field. Right. And I can't I can't promise you that every agent is doing that. As a matter of fact, I know every agent is not. But doing I mean, yeah. have you actually had to talk to your general manager like on your on your the behalf of yourself? Is that a weird conversation if you did? Nah, I mean it's not as strange. You can have a buffer. You yeah. know, you could put somebody there so you're not directly <laughs> talking. You know say, what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, everybody know what we're trying to do. If you if you play play well, you want to go find a contract. That's that's fair. And general managers want good players to go play. That's really it at the end of the day. And it, you know, it's all going to happen. Um, but it does. It's a part of. I just feel that three percent, boy. When it hits you, every single person in that locker room, they always like, why am I paying my agent? What is he yeah. doing right now? What is right. he doing? And that's 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 been the argument for a very long time. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There's some good agents. Yeah. Yes, there is a place for agents. Agents are needed. 
but not every single one. Some people are really playing the game. I was going to say this point. There's like 800-plus agents that were registered at last check. That's a lot of agents, 1,700 semi-players in the league. So, you know, if you think about a guy, uh, there are agents out there who represent 100 players, 90 players, 50 players. So if 10 guys have half the league, that leaves, you know, 790 fighting for everyone else that exists. So I understand your point. The flip side is Russell Oakland. The deal that he just did. And I didn't look into details. It's a it's a but really tough deal. Here's this, though. Uh, Eric Flowers. I'm training down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. He was training there when coming out. I'm playing with the Giants. We had no idea he was, we were going to be on the same team. But he just pulled me aside, was talking to me about stuff and uh, being a player up and everything. And he kind of was toying about, man, I don't know if I want an agent. I broke it down to him. I encouraged him not to get an agent in a while because rookie contracts is – Slot it. Slot it. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. You, can't do it. you know why I slot it? Because we're paying 3.75% of for a union to make sure we okay. Yeah. So he did it on his own. And he thanked me. He said, Rashad, man, look at this 3% to the contract he had. Look how much money I saved. Now with yeah. this, you can go invest. You can go, you know, you can go hire people to continue to work on your behalf. Do what you need to do. That's dope. Man. It's interesting. Empowerment, man. Yeah. That's, that, that, kind of that's dope. Um, on, on the situation that you coming into coming into the league. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're kinda of like a you know what I'm saying, a tweener player, mm-hmm. things like that, you know what I'm saying, not knowing where you may go in the draft, I think it's a lot of other factors into whether if you like a you know what I'm saying, you're a solid top ten player. That's different. You know, like top ten by yeah. you know what I'm saying, by all you know, it's a lot of different variables that you know what I'm saying that go into a being you could be second round, third, fourth, fifth. Well, there's other stuff, too. Like, I can tell you from my perspective, you know, I work with a lot of agents through the course of what I do in terms of, like, gathering information and figuring out what's going on behind the scenes, et cetera. There are some guys out there that have known front office cats for 25 years. Like, they came up, like, they met yeah. when dude was an area scout and he was a young agent. They just, and then when I had beers in Mobile and they kicked it in Indianapolis every year for 25 years, you know, you get to the top, it's his player, he can pick up the phone. Yo, John Dorsey. Let's yeah. get this done. You know, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Let's figure out a way to get this done. Whereas when you look at, you know, the situation with Von Miller right now, he's got a very capable agent. He's got a JD MBA uh, running the show for him. So a guy that's very intelligent, has a lot of ability, and it's a very contentious negotiation. And Von now, understandably so, is taking a lot of it very personally. It has taken a lot of it very personally, you know, over this time because it's personal. He goes out there and he lays his body on the line every single day in betterment of a team goal, and when it comes time for the team to pay him, he feels like he's being disrespected. I get it. I've been through that. So for me personally, I've always wanted somebody between me and whatever organization I have to negotiate with because it's the organization's job to always tell you you're actually not as valuable as you think you you are. And it's my job to prove to them that I'm more valuable than they think I am. And if you don't have somebody in the middle, if you're an emotional person, and I am, uh, it's going to go bad. Quit because I'm not going to listen to somebody tell me I'm not great. I want to be great. I'm going to push to be great. I'm going to work hard to be great. And at the end of the day, if I can prove on paper I'm great for you guys, I had X number of yards from scrimmage. I did X, Y, Z. This person's making $15 million a year for less stats. I mean, I want my $15 million. Like, nah, we'll give you 13 We'll rent you for a year. It's problematic. So the franchise tag is something that's got to be addressed at some point by the players because if it continues to be the system, we're just going to continue talking about these situations like Von Miller, Eric Berry, others where these guys deserve to get paid. I'll take the other side. Who deserves to get paid more than Eric Berry? You know, Von Miller yeah. definitely deserves to get paid, but, but dude overcame Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know what I mean? He came back, he played better ball than he did in the first but place. But you know, if you know if we give up, if they, the, the owners are going to look at it, if we're giving up the franchise tag. You got to get something want, in return. You got to get something. Yeah, in return. and that's and that's going to that, that's going to be the game you play. It's complicated. Here's the reality. Yeah. This is true. This is 100 <laughs> percent true. The only way that players will ever get any massive concessions from the owner 
is if services are withheld. That's it. Period. And it's the only time you see anything change during lockouts. You heard Absolutely. it from Rand. You it's heard it from Rand. There it is. Look, so look. I mean, it's true. Just call a spade a spade. Before we let y'all go, we need to tell your fans the funnest thing you guys have done this offseason. Hey, Rob, you up. Oh, for me, it was, it, was, um, it was Hawaii for sure. Hawaii. Pro Bowl. Yeah, man, just going out there with my family and stuff like that and being able to, you know, to play in that game, just experience, you know, um, the island itself. You know, yeah. It's special. What about and you? Allen replaced Calvin Johnson, obviously being a Michigan guy. I'm sure that was big for you, uh, right? I mean, just getting there was was big. You know, I mean, I mean, if I had to replace anybody else, you know, or or the circumstances of that, you know, it was just it was getting there was the most thing for me. And it's on his resume now, TD Pro Bowler. What about you, Rashad? Funnest thing this offseason? Uh, three big things happened. Um, one, I I got a chance to speak at the White House. That was humbling. Wow. And I got That's dope. I, I was asked by my college um to come be the keynote commencement speaker. That's awesome. Respect graduation. And I bought my parents a home. Hey. Those, those, oh those, man, that's what's up, podcast. man. Congratulations. That's what's up. And now you on the R and B podcast. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's it for this week's show. Big thanks to Rashad and Allen. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, comment, retweet, spread the word with hashtag R A N D B. We are out of here. We gone.